make you better appreciate the works of the authors that we're going to go on and talk about. So stick with it for now, because later on you'll be very much better equipped to appreciate the kinds of things that the writers are doing in their discourses of Ireland. Ireland is a country which has always been known for its literary production, for the beauty of its manuscripts in the early Christian period, for the gaiety and sadness of its poetry, uh, for the songs which have emerged from that poetry. But none of this really anticipates why there should be such a flowering of literary production in Ireland at the end of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century. And the question has often come up, why would this flowering occur at this particular time, and particularly when the state of Ireland at that period was very demoralized, was very uh, much of a backwater of a country? It was under British rule and had been under British rule for a couple of hundred years at that point. The economy was down, emigration was rife, and yet there was this extraordinary manifestation of literary expression. So one of the things that we want to do is to try and have a look at why this came about. Another remarkable aspect of this manifestation of literary ability was the fact that it occurred in a comparatively brief space of time. From about 1890 until 1922, the major works and the major figures emerged that we have to contend with. But to mention those four illustrious names also means omitting some other very celebrated names, who also, as it happens, manifested their talents at about the same time. I have in mind now such authors as George Moore, J.M. Singh, George Bernard Shaw, for example. So, the four major authors, as I say, are Wilde, Yeats, Joyce and Beckett. And interestingly enough, there are biographical links and connections between these four authors. When Yeats was 18 years of age, he first heard Wilde lecture. And when Wilde was going through his public disgrace in 1895, Yeats, then a young poet, had, at some cost to his own emerging career, circulated a petition in support of Wilde. Joyce met W.B. Yeats in 1902 and told Yeats, you are too old for me to have any effect on you. Joyce was 20 at the time and Yeats was 37. Nevertheless, Yeats was able to help Joyce in 1916 by securing for him a bursary from uh, the Royal Literary Fund. And Joyce was very broken down and out in Zurich at the time, so Yeats was nevertheless able to help him. And in writing in support of Joyce's applications for this um, money, said, I believe him to be a man of genius. That was another personal connection between the two authors. And Joyce and Beckett, of course, were quite close in Paris in the 1930s, and Joyce uttering the notorious understatement about Beckett, I believe he has talent. Now, the question of how this body of work, very elaborate, 
highly differentiated, very complex, ultra-modern in some of its aspects and phases. How this body of work came into being will require uh, a little bit of historical background. For in fact, what happened at the end of the 19th century when Yeats in particular began his project of forming a national literature, this process began in effect about a hundred years earlier. And what happened a hundred years prior to that, at the end of the 18th century, was that the Act of Union was passed, uniting the political and administrative destinies of Ireland with that of England. Ireland lost its parliament and was to be governed from then on directly from the parliament in Westminster. So this Act of Union consolidated a political and cultural entity within Ireland which identified strongly with the British Crown, with the Protestants.